So accountability is such a hotly contested word when it comes to fitness. Is it a good idea, a bad idea? Can an accountability buddy really increase follow through by 70%? And like all the questions come up, but I think what people fail to tell is it's not just having an accountability buddy, it's having the right kind of accountability buddy that really matters. So that's what we're going to be talking about today. Hey there, Kelly here, and thank you so much for joining us today. I am honored to have you here. If you're looking for tips, habit shifts, and shortcuts to fitness consistency and the freedom that feeling great brings, you're in the right place. As the fitness consistency coach with a touch of adventure, I've been helping smart, busy women embrace fitness and long-term freedom for over 20 years. I am so glad you're here. Have you ever enlisted your best friend in a fitness goal? You know, the friend you love because she's busy and successful just like you, and you're both super excited to get started on these goals. The texts and the emojis are just flying, and then someone misses a day, and then someone misses another day, and then everything gets quieter and quieter and quieter until everyone just kind of tiptoes away. And that's because she might be an awesome friend, but she's not the kind of person or the right kind of person to have an accountability buddy. So today, let's talk about the easy way to get accountability and to hit your fitness goals. So I have a question for you first. Who do you think is the best accountability buddy? Your best friend, your life partner, or maybe your dog? Personally, it's probably your dog because one way or another, that dog walk is going to happen. And I already gave away that the best friend isn't the best one. But if you don't have a dog, don't worry. In fact, like dogs even aren't on my list of accountability buddies. But what I want to talk about are the big bad three of accountability, which are the ones that everyone goes to first, your life partner, your best friend, and the latest and greatest app. We've all had it happen. Your friends start fit fading you know, they're not showing up or they're texting, they're not texting their workouts or they fail to send you updates and your partner suggests how much more fun it would be to skip the walk and grab a pizza and the remote. In fact, that is exactly what happened to one of my clients. I'm going to call her Brenda. So Brenda and I were working together and I said, hey, you want to you join us on the accountability group? And she's like, nope, no, don't need it. I've got Dawn. Don's her life partner. And I'm like, cool. She's like, yep, we've decided that we're going to get in shape together and we've got this. I'm like, super. So a week later, we're having our meeting and I'm like, so how's it going? She's like, well, it got off, a little, started a little slow this week. So we're going to be better this week. I'm like, okay, let me know when you need help. And she's like, nope, nope, we've got this. So week three, <laughs> week two was about the same. Week three, I'm like, so tell me what's happening. And she said, you know, Monday and Tuesday, we start off really well, and we're doing everything we say, but by Wednesday, we're both exhausted. We've had long days at the office. We're both working more than we should, and when he says, why don't we order a pizza and watch Netflix, I say, absolutely, and it's true because our life partners, their job isn't to, like, it's not to... I don't know. It's not to create the accountability in our life. It's to support us. And good friends let each other off the hook way too easily. Like they support us with love, but not tough love. It's more like, 
Oh, you didn't work out this morning. It's okay. You've got a lot on your plate right now. Maybe we should catch up over drinks and we can start again next week, right? Like that's what happens. I mean, those people in our lives that are there that love us, they want to take care of us. They're not going to be tough with us. And then actually the third one that I think is like the big bad three, third one is using an app or a tracking device. And this usually works for a little while, but it's a whole lot less time. Well, let me put it this way. Let me, th- let me say that differently. It works for a little while, but it works a whole lot less than we'd like to believe. In fact, I was talking to someone who owns a health and wellness app company, and she said that they found out that after someone downloaded their fitness app, in fact, actually, they got rid of the fitness app because this is what happened. They said that after someone had downloaded the fitness app, it was used an average of three to five times, and then nothing would happen. It would kind of fall by the wayside. And when they would send out follow-up questionnaires, the most cited answer in the survey was, I think the survey question was, if they had to use the app, um, their answer was, I can imagine using it. So a digital buddy, it's just like, out of sight, out of mind. And another thing about apps is they can backfire us. They're designed to give our brain a hit of dopamine, right? Whenever we get a like or a cheer from the group or the app or whoever whoever's out there in the you know cyber world, when you get that, that cheer, then you get that little hit of dopamine. But when we stop or we're not getting you know anyone cheering us on, we don't get that shot of dopamine and then we feel more let down than before. And I will say this, I do use a tracking device and I use an app, but the way I use them are for strictly for tracking what I do, like to keep track of, you know, my hikes or my bikes or whatever it is and my sleep. Those are what they track. And it's not to keep me motivated or accountable. It's so that I've got a, something that I can check in and see, you know, how was that last hike or how was that last bike ride? I can see where I am. But let me suggest this. The good news is you know exactly who now and what now to avoid. So our next step is just learning what works. And we know accountability works, right? I mean, it has to work or it wouldn't be one of the most important pieces in a lot of fitness programs. I think that it works, but it has to be the right kind. And what I like to use with clients is what I call layered accountability. Layered accountability is if you take a multitude of actions, like you're not just depending on one thing, you pick all the things that you like and enjoy, mix and match them, and then it becomes like this easy way to throw everything in the mix and see what works for you. So one of my clients, I'm going to call her Joy, she's a really busy business owner, and before we started working together, she said that she had decided she was going to use the app uh, Strava. And she'd let her friends know she was using that so that she'd stay on track during the week because typically she was working like literally dawn to dusk every day and no fitness whatsoever. So she's got the Strava app and she starts posting on it. But then what happened was she realized that there was this like big void um, and she'd forget to post. Her friends wouldn't see her workout. Nobody was cheering her on. And, you know, she really just quit caring. <laughs> just completely quit caring. And her accountability just fell by the wayside. She quit working out again. So when we started working together, my suggestion was revisit the app and add me to her list. Then she knew she had someone who was watching. Um, I've got it set up so I get notifications, right? 
then she became a part of the Fittest Freedom Experience online community. And that's an online community where we can like check in, do accountability, just, you know, cheer each other on. And then next was the text group. So she started having all this community of women, like women who were focused on their fitness and health, which was something that was completely new for her. And I mean, she actually had a mastermind in business, but not with fitness. So this was a whole new animal. And she started realizing that all these women were cheering each other on. And then the next thing we did was she and I would meet monthly on one-on-one coaching calls. And then she joined the weekly check-ins in the group coaching calls. And all of this sounds like it, like, I mean, oh my gosh, that takes so much time. But the truth is, with the exception of the coaching, it took her about five minutes a day into story. So that's like a lot of stuff. And at the same time, it's really manageable because it's just like little quick things that you do. And the lenyap, which is what they say in Louisiana, which is kind of like the, the cream on the top, you know, that something special that happened was that in just a couple of months, she and I both started realizing that as enjoyable as all the accountability she was using was, it was now just a way to connect because she'd become super accountable to herself. She quit using the app completely, stuck with the group, the coaching calls, and the texting. But she had really like hit that point where she was accountable to herself, which is what we're shooting for, right? And I like to think of what we do as a fitness accountability pyramid. You start with something big, kind of vague almost. It could be like some friendly competition, an online challenge, an app, even an app that incorporates gamification. Um, if you're going to use it, because you're going to get those you know, likes and, and all those things that gets your brain pumping, right? Then you drill down a little bit with a fitness community. I like a fitness community of like-minded women. It could be online. Like it could even be the fittest freedom experience group. Like, but get that community. And then the next piece you want is a coach or a personal trainer or a class, something that you have a little bit of a stake in the game, right? Something that you've made an appointment for, something that you have to either go to or show up for. And then at the very top of the pyramid is you, because in the end, you're the person who's going to be responsible for what happens in your life. Using layered accountability creates a domino effect that keeps you on track in all kinds of ways. And especially when you throw everything at it and figure out what works for you. But there is one more piece and I've, I've kind of alluded to it, but this is probably the most important piece we're going to go over today. And it's the one that like is almost always overlooked when you talk about accountability, because it's the accountability with ourself. When you can become your own best accountability partner, then everything, your fitness, everything becomes a breeze. So, well, let me tell you, really, this is a silly story. You may have heard it before. It's my, it's my gold star story. But this is, this is the way that I was able to teach myself to be accountable in doing something that I really didn't want to do friend of mine asked me if I would test out a new program she was doing. And it was 30 days of like no sugar, no carbs, um, for me, no tofu. And I don't remember what other no's were on there. No, no alcohol. Like there were a lot of no's in this 30 days. And but she wanted to test it to see if it would work. And I said, sure, of course I would do that. You know, 
I can do anything for 30 days, right? And I started off strong. And then after a couple of days, I realized that it was a little bit more than I had expected. Like it was a little bit more um, work. I was kind of like just sucking it up and getting through on what I would call willpower. And I thought, okay, I gotta, I need to change something here. So I thought, okay, what do I like? <laughs> what do I like? I'm, I'm kind of scrambling in my mind and I'm thinking, you know, what do I really like in the past? And I thought, oh, well, one thing that used to make me feel really accomplished was when I was a kid, I was this voracious reader and I would get gold stars for all the books I read. So I was like the gold star queen in my class because I would get all these stars for having nothing but my nose in a book. So I went out and I bought a bunch of gold stars, put them at um, a calendar up on my wall. And then every day when I finished the day of nose is what I started calling it. I started calling it actually the month of nose. When I finished the month of nose that day, I would put a gold star on the calendar. So it was a way of keeping myself visually, mentally, and emotionally accountable so that I followed through with what I said I was going to do. So that's just like one little way of doing it. And I've got some other ideas, but just think about the fact that personal accountability, like my client Joy learned, when you learn to be accountable to yourself, you step into your own personal power. And when you step into your personal power, you can do anything. So there's lots of little simple ways to make yourself more personally accountable, like the one I just talked about, which was like a visual way of doing it. But think about like whether you personally are more visual, more auditory, more kinesthetic, like what, what keeps you looking forward and engaged? Like, are you like, for me, I'm very visual. So, you know, what's going to keep you engaged? Uh, I know one of my clients, she is somebody who's, she's an accountant. She's um, very analytical, like she's a spreadsheet girl. And so when we started working together, I was like, okay, what's going to keep you on track? Like, how are we going to keep you accountable so that you learn? Like at first she was like, oh, you know, you've got to, you've got to help me. I've got to talk to you every day. And I'm like, no, actually you're, you've got this. So what are we going to do to get you engaged? And we started thinking about the fact that she loves spreadsheets and she's got the analytical brain. So what she started doing was recording her progress once a week. And her progress for her was two things. One of them was um, how many sit-ups she could do, this particular kind of sit-up, and how much um, water balance was like. We were, we were recording the time on that one. And so every week she'd write it down. And what happened was by using that spreadsheet and writing down what she was or tracking, right? And you'll hear me talk about tracking again, but tracking, she was able to really get herself on track and staying engaged. So look at what might work for you. Like what's, what are those driving factors for you? I mean, it could be creating a schedule, which you will hear me say again, everyone should be doing it. Tracking, I think everyone should be doing it. For some reason, nobody wants to do it. I don't know why. Um, putting a calendar on your wall and checking off a day, um, giving yourself a time frame, pick something to train for. Um, I, I always say that my life partner has started to figure out when I'm starting to plan a kayaking trip because I double down on my weights. I add an entire series of pulley exercises to what I do. It's a dead giveaway. Like it's because I know that in X number of weeks, I'm going to need what I need. I'm going to need what I need to have to do what I want to do. So, you know, it's like, 
I become accountable to myself because I've got that thing to look forward to. So start paying attention to what motivates you and drives you. So using accountability also helps you create habits and it cements those habits in so that you can take action and you can trust yourself without needing as much outside accountability. I mean, there's nothing wrong with outside accountability. I think that having the community is, it's not just accountability when you have a community, it actually, it's actually healthier because the more community we have, the more um, we interact with people, actually the healthier we get. It's, (laughs) it's science. (laughs) I can talk about it some other time, but there's a lot of science around that, but there's nothing wrong with outside accountability, but the more you can depend on yourself, the easier it is to do what you need to do. And when we can keep taking the actions we need again and again, it becomes this domino effect of fitness. So think about accountability as something you're going to use right now to help you build the habits you want long-term so you don't have to depend on outside help. You can just have it as you want it. And the perfect way to have your fitness work for you is to have it so dialed in that you don't even think about it. When your workouts become a habit, your healthy eating becomes a habit, everything that you're doing, it's easily repeatable habit that you want because then when you can do that, you are miles and miles ahead. And (laughs) remember... Love your best friend and your partner and your app, but skip them as your accountability partner and just pick a better method. Try using layered accountability to build up that habit muscle by doing like multiple things, just like what we just talked about. A like-minded community, friendly competition, a text group, a coach, a class, a personal trainer. And in the end, know that when you're ready, you can become your own accountability partner and just know yourself know what works for you. If you slip, never panic, okay? Always remember progress, not perfection, because fitness is a long game and we're in it to have fun and feel great. So thank you so much for being here. Have a wonderful day and I will see you next week. Thank you again so much for listening today. I truly appreciate the opportunity to connect. If you're ready to incorporate fitness consistency into your life, I'd love to help. I have a special gift for you. If it's a struggle to stay consistent with your fitness and you're ready for all the energy, vitality, and feeling great you can have, go to my website, fitisfreedom.com, and on the homepage, you can get a free copy of my Consistency is Key Masterclass, plus a fitness plan you can follow along with, guaranteed to get you started on your path to being fit and free forever.